It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 70 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful. You decide what you want to do to be more successful, I'll help you get there. All you have to do is call 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. Daryl is in Atlanta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Daryl, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hey, what's up? Hey, I was calling because I know it wasn't recommended before, but is it okay to build uh, raised beds for gar- for vegetables with the newer uh, pressure-treated wood versus the older pressure-treated wood with the carbon chromium arsenic in it? Yeah, in my view, it is safer and okay to use the new pressure-treated wood. The old uh, chromated copper arsenate, people felt like good to have the possibility of putting some arsenic in the soil that could be absorbed by root vegetables and you know, various concerns like that. But the newer treatments don't seem to have near the environmental possibilities of, of uh, affecting the vegetables or insects or anything else or amphibians around it. So I see no problem. I haven't heard of any problems anyway of using the pressure-treated wood, the new stuff anyway. All right, great. I appreciate that. I'll continue to bust my thumb yeah, trying to build it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do for the corners? I mean, that's a real deal, Daryl. What are you going to do to join the corners? Well, I took uh, four by four, uh, four by four posts yeah. and cut them the same height as the two by twelve that I used yeah. to uh, make the corner posts. Okay, and how are you joining with screws or bolts or through what do you do? With with three and a half inch screws, and then in the center of the span, I went ahead and going to put uh, a two by four pressure fit two by four into the ground to hold yeah. the sides straight. Smart man, that's exactly what I did. Actually, I've had my raised beds now, Daryl, for. I've lived in the house now 27 years, but I started making the raised beds probably 20 years ago. And the first ones were not made out of two-by wood. It's made out of one-by pressure-treated wood. And the screws pretty quickly rusted out and came apart, and the corners were all sagging and falling out, you know. And so I redid those beds at least one time again with um, the the steel thing you used to hang joists with and used that for a while, oh. and the screws again rusted out. So this past year, I redid my beds this third time now using two-by lumber throughout. So that was the first thing, pressure-treated two-by lumber. And in this case, I went online and found stainless steel little machine screws and machine nuts and screwed that through the uh, galvanized uh, joist hangers. And I believe that's going to last for a while. Okay, good. Well, that's good to know. Um, I've been trying to build these things over with the leftover wood that I had built for my deck. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it's turning out pretty good. But if it ever comes apart, think about stainless steel. It doesn't rust. Will do. Thank right. you. Sure, Daryl. Thanks for Take calling. Don't yes, forget, sir, by care. the way, everybody, tomorrow is Sunday, and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has been doing a great job covering the legislative races, the race for governor as well, as well as taking a look at the situation, shall we call it, City Hall every Sunday. I love getting my Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution because they have so much information, regional, national, local news in there as well. And if you don't get the 
print edition. You can get the digital edition of the AJC as well. I'm a lifelong subscriber to the paper. My parents were as well. It is a tradition in the Reeves family to subscribe to the Atlanta Journal or the Atlanta Constitution, one or the other. Tomorrow, clear, credible, and complete. It's 8-11, and Tim from Ellenwood joins us. Hey, Tim, good morning. How you doing, Walter? Good morning. I'm doing great. How can I help, Tim? I've got a question about a fig tree. It's about uh, seven or eight years old. Yeah. Super healthy. And last year, late fall, because it was getting too tall for me to reach the figs, I cut it way back. Um, and upon in- inspecting it this spring, I noticed some little tiny holes on a few limbs. Mm. And, um, you know, I haven't seen that before. I thought it was some type of beetle. And since I've noticed that out of those tiny little holes, it's almost like a white pulp. <laughs> is ba- backing out like a toothpick. Sure. What would that be in? Do I need to be worried? or You can join the club, Tim. I had the exact, <laughs> exact same thing five years ago now on my figs. Every one of those limbs is now dead, in case you want to know what happens five years later. Um, the ambrosia beetle that makes those toothpicks in the fig wood infects the, the tissue of the wood so it can't conduct water out to the tips, and so the limb just ends up dying. That said, it's a perfectly healthy big fig tree now. It's simply the limbs that were infected with the ambrosia beetle that year, they died. New limbs came on. They have not been infected since. Big tree is fine. I didn't do anything to treat it at all. I simply let nature take its course, and nature has been, okay. has been good for me. It's just taking care of it by itself. The fig recovered and no problems thereafter. Okay. Is it a no-no to cut them back? Um, I'd say I took it from probably 10, 11 feet down to about four, which leaving all the main limbs. Yeah. But, you know, if I can't reach it, you can't yeah, utilize you can the figs. And birds end up getting all the figs. And, and once they get trained to come into it, you know, you get your hands full. But is it okay to cut them back that far? It seems to recover fine now. Yeah, but you won't get a lot of figs. Usually the year after you do all that severe pruning, the juvenile growth that comes out after pruning doesn't bear a lot of figs on. It takes a couple of years to harden off and start making okay. good figs. So just be aware of that. But, I mean, okay. like you say, if you can't get the, get the figs, then why grow the fig in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, my honeybees like it, so... Yeah, exactly. And the yellow jackets and the wasps, people <laughs> like that. They love it, too. The insects love it to death. And, you know, the thing that I've noticed, Tim, on my fig, it would be covered up in yellow jackets, wasps, hornets, and things eating the figs, but all I had to do was sort of thump the limb. i take a little twig and thump the limb where I was going to harvest figs, and it all just sort of move away very politely, go to some other fig. But the, I think there's the plenty bush. for everybody. It's the reason they exactly. do that, don't you? Exactly. I am not scared at all of the insects on my figs because they seem to be very intent on the same thing I am, which is eat the fig. Don't worry about that big guy with the bucket in his hand going out and taking the figs off of it. So I just thump it a little bit, move them off, and uh, harvest figs. So don't worry about medicating it. It'll it'll recover on its own. Generally speaking, Tim, I think you'd be fine to leave it alone with the ambrosia beetle. Sure do. Well, thank you very much. All right, Tim. Good luck with them. We'll see you soon. Lake 14 gives Gary his turn. Gary's in Buford and joins us. Hey, Gary, good morning. Hey, uh, hey Walter, thanks for taking my call. So right. so I walked outside this morning, looked under a little bush next to the garage, and there were about 15 or 20 little volcanoes, about three inches in diameter, about right. an inch high with a, about a quarter-inch hole in the middle. And ah. I'm wondering if you can uh, advise what I should do or if I need to do anything. Ground bees, one of your best friends of pollination early in the spring in the garden are ground bees. They're just, they're probably 400, 500, I don't know, native bee species in Georgia. 
and brown bees being one of them. Honeybees, you I don't know if you know this or not, Gary, but honeybees are not native. Honeybees came to us from Europe. And so sure. Native Americans never heard of a honeybee before, so they didn't quite know what to do with them. And they called them the white man's flies, I believe it was, the steam <laughs> flies. But all the native bees and ground bees and leafcutter bees and bunches and bunches of others, small bees, a little bit larger bees, they do a great deal of pollination in the spring. And these little volcano things you see, they'll disappear within a couple of weeks, three weeks from now. They'll be all gone. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I remember when I was a kid in North Carolina, we used to use a, some, some similar, call them doodlebugs. You drop a little straw down the tube and yeah, pull up. Yeah, that was a cone. One of the two doodlebugs, sort of a cone that dropped into the ground. These, what you're describing, are mounds. Yeah, I, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. So, so okay. Doodlebugs are like not quite the same thing. Ant lines is another name for them. And you, you yeah. grab them by putting a straw down the hole and jiggling it around until okay. you get one. All right. Different well, thanks, for your, uh, thanks for your call. Bye now. You bet, Gary. Thanks for calling. It's 816 at News Talk WSB. And don't forget, you know what? We could give away the weekend prize pack. Ashley, are you somewhere out there where you can hear me? Yes. Tell Ashley that we're going to give away the weekend prize pack. Let's give away a, what do we call it? A pair. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. The Sunday Tasting Tent at the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival, which is May 31st, June 3rd at Piedmont Park Promenade. We're giving away a pair of the Sunday Tasting Tent tickets. That's going to be bunches of fun. The Atlanta Food and Wine Festival. Who are we going to give it to, Ashley? You know, one of my coworkers said, why would you want to go taste a tent? <laughs> this will be wine and food you'll be tasting, not that you'll be under the tent, though. Okay, so All right. we need another preposition in All there right, somewhere. Indeed. Under the tent. Under the tent, you'll be tasting food and wine. Who wins? But uh, yeah, a nice afternoon for sure. Caller right. number five. Caller number five to our contest line, 404 750. Caller number five, 404 750. 0750. Don't forget, too, today is a big customer appreciation day at Pike Nursery. We'll be talking to Mickey Gazaway in just a minute, and she'll tell us more details on what's for sale there. And I will tell you that because I'm a member of the Pike Play in the Dirt Club, I got the flyer of what they had on sale. I bopped on out to my Toco Hill Pike and got a couple of plants that I'll tell Mickey about in a little bit because I didn't want anybody to get them before I got there. I got my selection of these plants. We'll tell you about that at 835. Right now it's 817. We'll be back to more lawn and garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 955 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 955 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security today as well as tomorrow. About the same forecast, 40% chance of rain both days. High of 83, low of 67, Saturday and Sunday. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Tim is out in Carrollton and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Tim, good morning. Uh, good morning. What can I help? Yeah, Walter. Yes. Yeah. what I've got going. I've got three grave plots, three different graves, uh-huh. and they got that old white gravel on it, you know, like people was always sure, done. Sure. And one of them's been there six months, one of them's three years, and one of them is 45 years. Ooh. So I want to take all the gravel off all of them, pitch the soil, and that's what I don't know what to do, to put sod down. Ah. Huh. Are they side yeah, by side or like different, 40 different years places ago. in the cemetery, or are they 
right beside each other or different different Yes, spots? they're all three right beside each other. Okay, all right, got it. So the question is what grass to use, is that what you need to know? And how would I prepare the soil that's been covered for 40 years with gravel? Because mm, 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 mm. in the first one, six months, it, a lot of that dirt probably came from four foot under, yeah. you know, when they, so I just spread it out over the top. My vision of that 45-year-old grave site is the gravel is going to be buried 12, 12 inches deep. It's going to be hard. Oh, man, it's going to be hard to get all that gravel out of there. Yeah, but when I do that soil, I don't know what it's going to be like underneath all that. For hard. <laughs> Real hard. <laughs> it's all going to be hard. Rocky and hard, Tim. Um, so how do I do this? I think you need a mattock and a pick and a shovel and just go out there and hopefully on a day like today where it's not too hot and try to yeah. just pick it and shovel it out as best you can. Replace the gravel as best you can. Again, as best you can, Tim. Don't aim for perfection here. But uh, put some... The, the garden centers, they have bagged planting soil, they call it, and just fill the garden plot with that bagged planting soil if you can. Mix it in with the rest of the soil. Don't make a layer of soil and then a layer of the bag stuff. But mix them in together equally. And uh, the best grass, I think centipede is probably where you ought to go. Centipede grass doesn't require a lot of maintenance, doesn't require a lot of fertilization, doesn't get real high mowing it's it or weed whacking it I mean, once or twice you know, a year. The, okay. Say again? Yeah, I say it's full sun all the time. Yeah, so. centipede. Centipede. You can weed whack it, it'll look fine. And so you don't have to tear, take a mower with you in the car. <laughs> and so centipede, I think, is where you want to aim for, but... The job of getting the soil prepared, of getting the gravel out and the soil soft enough for the centipede to get some roots in there and be able to live in the hot summertime, that'll be your job. That's for you, Jim. I'm glad you're doing it, not me. No. Okay, then. Well, I thank you. All right, Tim. It's great talking to you, man. Yeah. Bye. Wow. Hmm. Digging up a grave site in the hot summertime with gravel all in there. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's going to be something to do. Fortunately, I have a grave site in a in a in the Atlanta Oakland Cemetery. As a matter of fact, two years ago, I went down there on the uh, day of service and got a little crew of Girl Scouts to come and help me. And we beautified my grave site at Oakland Cemetery and planted perennials in there. It's in the shade, so it won't take grass. We planted perennials like ferns and Solomon seal and hellebores and couple more things in there anyway that look really pretty. My gravesite at Oakland Center looks really nice. Just down the hill from Maynard Jackson, so he and I will coexist together there, and all our friends can come see us both at the same time. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 71 degrees outside, going up to a high today in the mid-80s, we think. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. We're visiting this morning with Mickey Gazaway, the Pike Nursery Gardener. Hi, Mickey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. And you know why I'm great? Because I why was are smart you great? enough because to be I'm smart enough to be a member of the Pike Play in the Dirt Club. And so I got the flyer and the notification early in the week that you had the big sale, the customer appreciation sale, the grilling and all that this weekend. 
And they featured so big begonias. So are y'all begonias. ready to come to Pikes? And are thought, y'all ready to come? Yeah, I'm not going to be there today because i got to go to other engagements during the day. But I went oh, there Wednesday wow. to get me a big begonia. And I'm so excited about my begonias because... Big is big. Big is huge. That's big right. is large. That's right. So I thought I'd get you over there before mine. anybody else I, did. I put mine in early, and they are huge. They, yeah. I've got them right behind some green and white hostas, yeah. and they just look gorgeous. So yeah. pretty. Big. And that's that's the name, folks. If you want that's a begonia big. that's big, get the big begonia. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. It's got big leaves. Yeah. It's a big plant. It's pretty. Uh, big red flowers on it. Just love that plant. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went over to... Pike at Tuckle Hill and got the uh, got some big begonias, got some uh, uh, sweet potato, yellow sweet potato to go around, and uh, what else? Did I get? Uh-huh. Another heuchera. I needed another heuchera to fill in a hole. One of the yellow lime ricky uh, heucheras there as well. So I'm. They're beautiful. I'm They're so up. pretty. How is your um, yellow uh, redbud doing? What is it? Parts of parts of gold. What a pretty tree! Rising sun, the rising, rising sun, sun red rising bud. sun. That's right. Every day, I, Mickey, I, I go out every day and look at that tree and think, "Doggone, I'm proud of myself for having that tree." Oh yeah, I'm proud of you. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's doing good. That's it's right. It's doing fabulous. Doing great. Thank you for facilitating getting it up at Johns Creek when we did our remote broadcast up there. Well, today we got the big customer appreciation day at Pike at eleven o'clock. The grills get warmed up and get started. Pouring the hot dogs off of them for people to enjoy. That's exactly right. Sales. We've got hot dogs and drinks and chips, and yeah. it's going to be fun. It's a fun day. Plus, we've got everything is twenty percent off. Everything. I mean, surely not everything. Surely the well, there the are a couple of things. Did the regular like uh, gas for the grills and things like that is not. I think pine straw isn't, but and things that are already on sale there. Mm. If it's more than. 20%, then you get the whatever the sale price is, so whichever one is better. But I don't know about you, but we've had such a late spring, um, and I'm getting people in that say, oh, I haven't got my stuff planted yet, but you've still got plenty of time, and today's the day to get it. So and, you'll have time yeah, to get it in. and thing I like about a Customer Appreciation Day is you have some of the designers there at the stores who, if you have a question about how to design your landscape, you've got folks there who give advice. They are good at it too, yeah. really good at it. So that that's a that's a good point to make. Whether it rains or shines today, no matter where you are in Metro Atlanta, as well as other parts of Georgia, the Pike Nursery location nearest you will have this going on. Again, Komodo Joe's is it Komodo or Komodo Kamado? I say Kamado. I don't Komodo know. Komodo Joe grills and grilling hot Japanese, dogs. So I don't know. Starting at eleven that's o'clock right. this morning. Twenty percent off on all the plants and things other than a couple of small things that won't have twenty percent yeah. discount. Crowds and let me tell you, it is gorgeous. The, yeah. the nursery is gorgeous. We've got so many pretty things. The hydrangeas are just in bloom, and mine are getting into bloom at my house, and the ones at the store just, it's really pretty. So I, I'm really proud. And I do want to say a special thank you for all of our customers. We do appreciate you. Um, especially, I mean, I love my customers. I agree. Most, I other, my friend Joyce Carr, the same way. Joyce Carr is the cashier at the Toco store, and she always greets me warmly, and mm-hmm. I really feel connected to her, and I appreciate that. And she greets every customer who comes through that door. Hey, how are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah. 
And I really well, I like mean, that. we really do get our customers. As you come in more and more, you become our friends, you yeah. know. And yeah. when I see you at the grocery store or somewhere else, you know, <laughs> we start talking about plants. So, anyway, we're we're just glad to have you, and hope that everybody will come out and have a hot dog and buy some stuff and talk to our designers. It's going to be a great day. So, what are Wayne the class, What are the classes coming up? Uh, I mean, you got that butterfly we've, class on June second. We've 2nd, got the you? butterfly class coming up. I think it's two weeks. Yeah, June second. It's coming back. It's yeah. coming. It's going to be on. And then this summer, we've got some kids' classes. What are you going to do going to be on Wednesdays, and they are really fun. So let's see. i got a list here I found the other day. Birds, worms, seeds, and butterflies. <laughs> that's that's right. Yes. Yes, so that's good. It's really fun. It's fun to do that. And they get so excited. And they, it's a hands-on thing. You know, yeah. they get to get their hands dirty. We do ask them that they... Um, Register for those early, though. Yeah, good idea. You have refreshments it is a for hand, them. Hand though, we got to have enough for everybody. Have a little drink for everybody to have a little something. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It's fun. Oh, that'll be fun. fun. You just pre-register for that. It's Wednesdays during the summer, 10 o'clock at all Pike locations. Classes right. for kids about worms and seeds and butterflies and ladybugs and stuff like that. It'll be a bunch yeah. of fun. Fun. All right, so to reiterate, 20% off on lots and lots of things, most everything at Pike Nursery today. The nurseries are full of plants, beautiful blooming plants, hydrangeas in flower right now. You know what color you're going to get, what the flower and the uh, species will look like. So that's a great thing at nurseries. you got the big begonias, if they're still there. The ones that I saw at Toco Hill were still there. Mm-hmm. They're at your nursery as well. And customer appreciation, the grilling, the Komodo grills will be starting at 11 o'clock to 1 as long as supplies last, I guess we'll say. That's right. Mickey, it's wonderful talking to you. How would we find where the nearest pipe location would be to us wherever we are? At PikeNursery.com. Of course. Mickey, I'll see you next Saturday. See you soon. See Bye-bye. You it's 842. Let's give Susan her turn. Susan's up and coming. Hey, Susan, good morning. Oh, hi, Walter. Thank you for having me. Um, I My favorite ground covers are moss and ivy. Oh, terrific. Sure. <laughs> I have no problem with ivy in the right place. I'm not going to argue with ivy in the, in the right place and maintain. Okay. Uh, and I have a stone, or it's called crab, crab orchard flagstone, walkway, and patio in the back. And I have moss growing around the in between the stones. Okay. But the last times we've had people to pressure wash the stones, all of my moss blew up in the air. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I wondered what there might be another way to clean the flagstone that wouldn't kill the moss, and I don't have any idea. Yeah, anytime you use pressure washing, if someone gets anywhere close to the edge of the flagstone and the moss is not rooted down like a plant would be, it's going to close right off the top. Ooh, and (laughs) I can't think of a way that you'd do it, Susan, other than get your hands and knees and scrub them with water and be gentle with the moss. Well, yes, and if I could do that, what would we use that wouldn't kill the moss but that would clean the stone? Let's see. We wouldn't use bleach. We would not use uh, anything that might hurt the moss. I guess plain old water... Oh, vinegar yeah. might work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This may be one of those times, Susan, that you just have to experiment and see what works to clean oh. the stones and get them looking nice, but doesn't hurt the moss. I don't know offhand of something that won't. 
I mean, I use Roundup sometimes to kill weeds, but you can oh, use Roundup no. to scrub the, the stones with. Well, I guess we'll try the water and yeah. scrubbing. Scrubbing. I hate to give that job to you, but that's the only thing I can think of, Susan. It wouldn't hurt the moss. Well, thank you. And do I have a, another quick question? If it's really quick, sure. Oh, yes. My, my ivy is growing on the bank in front, and uh, there are little weeds and tiny pine trees. Is there anything I can spray, or do we just cut them off? Cut them off. Cut them okay. off. Nothing that's selective for pine trees or the weeds, either one. It's just going to be go in there and pull them by hand or cut them off. The pine okay. trees are going to cut off. We'll, do, we'll, well be dead. thank you, Walter, very Thanks. much. Thanks for calling, I, Susan. I do appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Bye. I don't object to English ivy in the right situation. There are some densely shaded banks where that's the only plant that will hold the soil cube from eroding down into the creek below. And so if you can maintain it, keep the ivy from growing up the trees, keep a little donut of clear ground around your trees and shrubs as you like, there are cases where English ivy is about the only thing you can use. By the way, I had a caller who reminded us during the break that I so rarely use or recommend diatomaceous earth to control ants. We had a call early in the show who wanted to know how to control ants in the vegetable garden, and we went back and forth on what to use and how to use it. But diatomaceous earth is certainly an organic way of controlling insects. Diatoms are little, tiny little creatures who used to live in the oceans when the ocean covered the Midwest. And there are deposits out there of these diatoms, these dead bodies, these calcium bodies that are very, very sharp, microscopically sharp. And so you put the diatomaceous earth, it's a very fine dust on areas where ants are going to be, which is kept dry. And the ants or other insects who crawl across it cuts the bottom of their legs, cuts their bellies, and makes them dry up and die. And so that's considered one of the best organic ways of controlling insects, as long as you can keep it dry. If you get wet, it clumps up. It doesn't work anymore. Also, you have to use the right kind of diatomaceous earth. You have to use the stuff that's made for insecticidal purposes because there's other diatomaceous earth that's used for pool filters, and that is not... Uh, sharp. It has been baked, it's been rounded off and tumbled, and so the edges on it are not sharp. They don't kill insects at all. So you have to know what you're using when you use diatomaceous earth. And again, using it in the house for a place you can puff it behind the baseboards for ant control, roach control, things like that. You can use diatomaceous earth in places that I don't recommend it enough simply because I have to go through the deal of how to get it, how to use the right one, and how to keep it dry, that sort of thing. But diatomaceous earth is a fine organic insecticide. You can use it with, uh, with no problems at all. Another thing that I rarely mention is there are organic herbicides. Yeah, organic herbicides. Lance Walheim was here last week, and we talked about the organic herbicides that the BioAdvance company is coming out with this year, the Natria line. But there are other ones, too, and they're so rarely sold sometimes at hardware stores, not enough demand for some of them to make it profitable thing for the hardware stores and garden centers to use. But if you go to my website and just type organic herbicide, I have examples of several different kinds. You can buy online pictures of what it does, and some of them do a terrific job killing things on contact. Vinegars, very concentrated vinegars, very concentrated soaps, things like that, that do a great job killing your weeds and are considered, again, organic herbicides. It's 847. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. I'll keep your eyes on the road, you hand upon the wheel. 
traffic weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, about the same today as tomorrow. The high today, 83 degrees, low overnight, 67. Tomorrow, high around 85, and again, the low 67. 40% chance of rain both days. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. At 8.54, we got Russell on the line, Marietta. Hey, Russell, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What's up, so Russell? First First off, I want to start by telling uh, the caller who was asking about cleaning the stones. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the best things she could use, uh, look up BioClean, B-I-O-K-L-E-E-N. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It would work wonderfully. Just mix some with some water and scrub them down. It won't awesome. kill it. Awesome. Thank you, Russell. Appreciate that, that note. BioClean. <laughs> yep. Uh, and next, um, I got some foxgloves as a gift. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, I um, planted them, mixed them with my soil and some miracle grow put them in the ground um they're not taking they're all wilted and um i'm trying to find out if there's something i need to do to try to perk them up i mean i know they've got to take root um but um it looks like they're struggling a lot it sounds to me like something's going on with the root system the roots are not spreading out quick enough to absorb moisture and get it up to the top and it's wilting as a result how did the roots look when you planted them, Russell? What, were they dry? Were they matted? What was going on? They were pretty pretty well moist, and uh, I mean, they they were fairly loose. Uh, I, I cleaned off as much of the soil from the pot as I could get. Yeah, uh, and uh, they weren't very tangled up or anything. They they went in pretty well, so I'm oh. I'm pretty baffled on why they're struggling so bad. Yeah. And too, and you've made sure to water just underneath the stem. That's where the roots are, of course, for the first couple of weeks anyway. So make sure your water is just under the stem where the root ball is. Hmm. Yeah. Is it all the plant that's wilted or just the bottom half or how much? It is it's just about the bottom half. Um the, the top halves and the stems that are flowering mm-hmm. still have the flowers. Um they're they're not falling over, it's just the bottom few rows of stems. Yeah. I can't give you anything that I think is going to be some miracle reviver for those lower leaves on the plant, Russell. So, man, I guess all we can do is just wait and see. I just don't have anything that seems like it would be any better than time, seeing as the roots expand, absorb moisture, everybody's happy, and hopefully, hopefully the foxgloves recover. Thanks for calling, Russell. we got to go. It's 8.57. Ashley Frasley did such a great job today answering questions, answering calls screening calls and just making sure everybody here was happy. She had a special guest. We appreciate her bringing her special guest with us this morning. Jason Byers brings the best garden music in America right here to the Lawn and Garden Show, and we appreciate his work as well. If you didn't get your question answered, go to my website, WalterReeves.com, or if you want some more garden questions answered, join me at Underpriced Furniture. I'll be there at 11 o'clock this morning until about 1. This evening, I'll be at the Rockin' on the River Gala at the Chattahoochee Nature Center. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. We'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden.